Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host as always and joining me today is my co-host Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? Garrett, I am doing well, my friend. Uh, Excited to be here. We are obviously without our third co-host, Kyle, uh, kthen16 on Twitter, Kyle Henning. I'm not used to doing the introduction. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we decided we were going to send him across town to do on a, go on a little shopping trip to pick up some defensive linemen for the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe some other people who can play defense and tackle because, dear Lord, do they need it. Man, do we need it. That is correct, Tom. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's episode. Obviously, we're going to be recapping the, the Chargers' loss on Sunday. Um, but I think we might, might as well start off with some better news uh, or at least I don't know, at least some some interesting news here, but uh, it was reported today that the Chiefs are planning on signing Josh Gordon to their practice squad. Wide receiver Josh Gordon, who was recently reinstated by the NFL. Um, the Chiefs have a plan to bring him in, and they're saying that their plans are he could be into the offense relatively quickly as soon as he kind of learns the playbook. Um, it's, it's just a very interesting signing that... Got the whole kingdom kind of riled up in this this afternoon, but uh, what do you think of it, Tom? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a roll of the dice. You at this point in the season, there's not a lot of you know uh, big name or big play guys out there, and you know the issue with Gordon has never really been a question of talent. Uh, he is 30 years old now, so he's you know been in and out of the league. He's he's been productive in in spurts, and the the biggest issue has been getting him to be able to play right his availability and you know it's it's the same thing as as i've said about sammy watkins that your best ability is your your availability so i'm excited for the potential because you don't really have anything to lose at this point unless he becomes a distraction in the locker room which i think it, it from everything i've heard and you know just over the years it seems like it's become it's just a it's just somebody going through the, the struggle of, of addiction and and trying to work through that. And it's a hard thing to, to work through that. So um, there is a lot to, to consider. I would say, let's not get our hopes too high. Again, this is a 30 year old receiver who has missed, I think three of the last five seasons. Um, I mean, somewhere at in least, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's missed three whole seasons. He's played in the, it wasn't even the XFL. It was the fan controlled oh football. yeah that's what it was right. huh? it was the fan controlled yeah football league. so yeah. i mean you know that's he's staying in shape and he's like skilled I, I watched some of his 2019 you know snaps uh when he was with seattle like he's he's got he's still got some juice to him not i don't think he was the same guy that he was in cleveland when he was you know setting the, the league on fire for a year but he's got solid hands and he can he can catch you know um, he's a bigger bodied guy so the chiefs just need more bodies and, and we'll talk more about some of the things that happened 
Um, the, the biggest thing, even getting the playbook down is going to be one thing, but just having that chemistry with um, with Mahomes. And I think it's interesting that we see, yeah, I mean, we can just jump right into it. We're seeing that even like, so Tyreek and Travis have great chemistry with Mahomes, right? And he, he leans on them because of that. The rest of the receiving core doesn't, always seem to be on the same page we've seen him you know tell mccall okay keep you know keep running and you know do this do that there's a part of it where mahomes is such a special athlete it's hard to you know sync up because it's not like playing with another quarterback you've played with before right yeah you might run your route and look back and he's running around on the pocket and still moving right like yeah and and he might not even be looking at you when he when he's throwing you the ball and that ball might come in a lot Mm -hmm. faster than a ball that you've ever caught before because he has some incredible uh arm strength so yeah it really has just been like a a matter of like coordination and getting on the same page so far with Mahomes and his receivers obviously Kelsey and and Hill are are always great but you know the other guys have definitely struggled so far so Josh Gordon it definitely will be a rhythm thing and getting into the kind of the flow of the offense and and learning like the timing stuff about it and I know Andy's uh offense is very technical and and stuff where you have to you know you're making cuts at certain points and you're attacking at certain points on the field and it's Mm -hmm. all very like specific and drawn out for you so um i have no doubt that uh he'll at least contribute in some way for us i i really think he will uh, in terms of like him his locker room presence i really am not worried about that at all because like you said mm-hmm. it has kind of been one of those things where it's more of just him battling something as opposed to him being a, a nuisance in the locker room i know there were some reports out of like when he was with seattle that he wanted the ball more or something like that um but really, I think we have like the perfect locker room in KC with the guys that we have. Where it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, that stuff won't be a problem. Like, I think we have yeah. a very humble locker room, and we have a lot of guys who, I mean, and also he kind of should know his place because, unlike you know Seattle or some of these other places where it's like it might not be as clear, you know, who the top options are. Um, it's pretty clear, like, hey, this is Travis Kelsey's and Tyreek Hill's offense. Pat Mahomes runs it. Like, you're just going to be here to to compliment them and, and kind of fill in a similar role for Sammy Watkins, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of the role that we haven't had since Sammy Watkins departed or even since he uh, got injured and, and kind of didn't have much production for us. It's like we just kind of have needed another X wide receiver who just – it doesn't even have to be about him being an ex. It just needs someone who can get open consistently and draw coverages away from Tyreek and, and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot seen, of potential. Yeah. We've seen a lot of, I mean, we've seen Tyreek pretty much get shut down for the last two weeks, uh, getting a lot of attention. Travis has, has feasted, but the rest of the guys really haven't stepped up. And, and when Mahomes is forced to throw those other guys, that chemistry isn't there. That's that level of skill isn't there. I, I will say this for, for Josh Gordon and, and this situation and, in particular, you, you know, you, you can never say never just because the NFL is sometimes obsessed with give, if you are athletic enough, you'll get, um, you know, more chances, but it's hard to imagine if Gordon comes in and flames out of Kansas city, uh, that there would be a lot of interest in him. Now that there's also a, a boom or bust kind of potential here with him, he should be coming in motivated knowing that any type of offenses, any type of suspensions are, are, almost certainly going to be it for his career right yeah, we I mean, thought the last one was going to be it but yeah um you know now you're on the on the other side of 30 and you know you only get so many chances uh it speaks to his talent that he's been given so many chances already so you only get so many chances 
you have one of the stronger locker rooms in the league. You have one of the stronger offenses in the league. And so you need to come in and you do your job and you stay out of trouble and you should be productive, right? So you have a chance to really revitalize your career, maybe get another contract, you know, a two-year deal or a three-year deal somewhere, you know, when you hit free agency again and make some money for yourself, right? Get back into the league and, and end on a good note. If you flame out, if you get suspended again, uh, if you come in and you get lost in the shuffle, like that's that's really it. So I, I would imagine that Gordon is is pretty motivated to to stand out. And there's certainly an opportunity here with that lack of, again, filling that role that Sammy Watkins played, that bigger bodied receiver that you can kind of get away with some more um, contested catch situations, some, you know, some more um, – some, a guy who couldn't, you know, excel against man. And uh, it's it's interesting for sure. I think it'll be probably a week or two before he's in the lineup. Um, it is early this week, so I don't think he'll play Sunday, but maybe next Sunday would be uh, – I don't even know who we're playing next Sunday. but Playing the Bills after. The Bills. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, watch for that Bills game, maybe maybe the game after that. And I also think it, it's going to depend on the outcome of, of this game coming up here. So, yeah. We will see. How That's definitely that goes. very reliant on it. But we, like you said, we talk about the contract year all the time, and this is like a contract year times five for Josh mm-hmm. Gordon. And I think I, there was a report that came out. I think where there was a couple other teams who were interested in him once uh, news that he was being reinstated. And I think he actually ended up choosing Kansas City because he viewed it as a long-term option for him potentially. Um, so that's something good to hear. I mean, you kind of see we've seen it in a couple other guys. Obviously, DeAndre Baker was a, a kind of a guy like that who who ended up coming here to choose uh, kind of to revitalize and restart his career and kind of get a jump start to it. Um, but there's also been, you know, other guys, older talent, like, like Josh Gordon, who's come in in the recent years, like uh, Shady McCoy and Le'Veon Bell. And then I even saw on Twitter, some people comparing him to Ty Law from, from many mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I think it's a different situation with Josh Gordon. I think, um, he doesn't have as much wear and tear on his body as all of those, those guys did. He's, uh, obviously a lot more fresh since he hasn't played as much, um, which could be also to his detriment. But um, as far as like a receiver, you know, we we see older receivers kind of lose their touch and lose some of their speed. Um, but, you know, as far as like a pure route running standpoint, he's still probably better than, than what we have on our mm-hmm. roster minus Tyreek. So um, I'm really hopeful for him. I do think that, you know, we might see him, versus Buffalo. Otherwise, after that is Washington. Uh, so that's a very tough defense mm-hmm. as well. So um, I can see him definitely getting into the offense quickly and them wanting to kind of fast track him uh, into the offense just because if you look at all the other receiver options in the room, like they already know what they have in every single one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, D-Rob, Pringle, even Meikle, like they know what they have. And so if you want to add some new flair to the offense, you want to do it quickly because Clearly, something's not working out when Tyreek Hill is not getting any any production at all. Travis Kelsey is still banging as always, but I don't know. It's just this offense seems like it needs some kind of change up to to give itself another edge, just because of all the the turnovers and stuff, which we'll talk about here in a second. But um, overall, I'm I'm excited. Just the prospect of having him. I mean, he had th- he had a, a 1600 yard season in 2013, which Obviously, that was seven years ago, but that's still nothing to sneeze at. Um, mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid production. So, yeah, um, led the league in receiving yards and touchdowns that year. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if, if he can even get 
75% of that, even 50% of that, and get a solid 700 yards out of them, then, uh, you know, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so let's, speaking of the offense and the turnovers and everything that happened Sunday, let's let's get into that a little bit. I think some of this is maybe a direct result. I'll say this. It's, it's rare for a team to call a player on a Monday and just decide to bring him in. I am, and especially with Josh Gordon's situation, I am certain that the Chiefs have had contact with his agent. They've had him, you know, they've checked him out. They've done their homework. Um, you know, the Chiefs are still at a place where they can't afford a whole, like any PR drama with around their organization. Yeah. Um, so I, but I do think that there was probably a, a realization on their end that, hey, these guys that we wanted to step up aren't stepping up like we want them to. You know, we talked about, you know, Byron Pringle and he's had a, a decent start to the, the beginning of the year, but he's really probably your wide receiver four, your wide receiver five. And he's a good one at that, right? Like he's productive for, for that position. He's not your wide receiver two. He is, you know, he's a role player. He's, he's got special team skills and he's, he's going to make some plays. He's going to be a fun player. He can be a fan favorite and, and all that's great. Like don't, but you know, we have to manage expectations. He's not going to be the wide receiver two. McCall Hardman is what he is. I mean, I, we, we've been waiting on the kid to bust out the whole time. He's got physical talent. He just, you know, there's, there's a lack of chemistry. There's a lack of nuance and route running. There's, there's a lot of little things that just aren't developing like I think the team expected them to. So, uh, and he really struggles to get open sometimes. And, you know, with him, it's, again, very feast or famine. And he's, but he's, he plays a role as a gadget player. He's not a bad, like, he would be a really good third wide receiver, right? That three, four gadget kind of guy. If, you know, that was his role, but they're trying to get him to be that number two guy, that outside, you know, you know, man beating guy. And, and it's just not, it's not his skill set. So um, yeah, I think that they definitely felt the pressure to, to make a move, but it, you know, we saw, we saw a rough game, not, not, not a bad game from Mahomes, um, but just from the team in general, there were, I mean, a lot of turnovers. Clyde had another fumble, um, you know, it, and and Clyde was heavily involved in the game plan. Right, ran for 100 yards and caught a touchdown pass, and it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. Uh, honestly, the the score probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. If it was any other team, it was this, you're probably looking at a at a blowout. You you have you know two interceptions and and two lost fumbles. That's four turnovers and. You don't get a lot of uh, a lot of games or a lot of one score games when it's when there's a you know a four turn a four turnovers by one team. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, four that four turnover differential is massive. Like you hardly ever see that, and even see a, a slightly close game. So, and that was kind of like the the thing, the theme on on Chiefs Twitter. There, it was kind of Chiefs Twitter was kind of divided. Uh, half of them were very upset, and the other half was very uh, optimistic and kind of had the mindset of that you know. We could be 0-3 right now. We could be a lot worse, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just don't really like that mindset personally because uh, we know what this team can be, and you know we know that uh, these games shouldn't be even close. Like The first three drives we had on the offense, we had great drives that moved down the field, and then we just end up turning the ball over, and it just kills it. And then even still, the Chargers didn't capitalize on any of those turnovers, really. The score was 0-0 at at the end of the first quarter so it was just one of those things where like the chargers like all they had to do was just hold on and they would get the win basically because the chiefs beat mm -hmm. themselves that badly so yeah. I, there's not like a lot of optimism 
from that game, mm-hmm. I think you can kind of take. I mean, obviously the, the offense and defense played well in the like the middle parts, but when it came mm-hmm. down to crucial moments at the end of drives, it just didn't happen. Yeah, one well, and again, it was the story of of the Chiefs shooting themselves in the foot, right? Four turnovers, and you know, let's the the kind of the nail in the coffin, so to speak. And even then, it was you know went down to the wire. It was a stressful game. Um, that that turnover in the fourth quarter by Mahomes, that interception, his second one of the day. The first one, I mean, and we talked about this before. That was a hundred percent on on Marcus Camp, right? He wasn't ready. Yeah. That's that lack of chemistry. He, you know, he looks he looked surprised that the ball was coming his way. He the man was wide open. He was as open wide as you're gonna open. get in the NFL. And then it hits him, it hits him in the hands, like not one hand reaching behind him, hits him both hands. Both you, hands. You, that's a big boy catch, and you gotta make it. Um, you know, even if you go to the ground, like whatever, you you can't, you know, volleyball it up into the air like that. So yeah. So that was I won't blame Mahomes for that one because that's Mahomes doing Mahomes stuff with a guy that hasn't, you know, got that many reps with him. The second one was tough. Uh, it's you know I know it's third and eight, but you have to you have to be a little bit more situationally aware. Now you don't want to coach this stuff out of Mahomes because this is what makes him special. But he lost a, a a prayer up to Travis Kelsey, who's I think, you know, was in quadruple coverage, triple coverage at he least. He had a guy like draped over him, like he had no yeah. separation at all um, really from his guy. Yeah, and it's he he had some he had a little bit of separation and i and i, I went back and i watched it and, and one of the things that we didn't that i don't think they talked about much was you know he had um mahomes took some hits in that second half and he was a little little sore yeah and i kind of wonder like i watched that throw and i went man he it looked like he was just off like it looked like um that was normally a throw that at least would have been closer to travis but it definitely sailed on him and like he gets intercepted. And then the, you give, not only do you give the, the chargers a chance to score at that point, but you also, um, you know, you lose your chance. You could have like, and you don't want to play for overtime. You know, we don't want to play conservative, but you know, it's third and eight and you could have lived to, to fight another down. Um, and, and he had, yeah, he had some space, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching it as I talk, but there's there's four Chargers defenders and, and Travis Kelsey, and he's you know. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the blue dot, like the dots version of it, how like the, they chart out mm-hmm. the dots, and there was literally not not a single person for the Chiefs was open. Period. Like it was just it was one of those things where Mahomes, like you say, you don't want to coach it out of him because so many times he's made big plays out of those situations, mm-hmm. but there's also those times where he ends up making a, a poor decision and. Like you said, the ball kind of sailed on him, and you know, not to make an excuse or anything, but that wind and arrowhead that day was pretty crazy from what it seemed like. Like, yeah, and that that could have been a factor too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: if Mahomes drops that ball, like he like it kind of looks, Travis had a had a step on his guy. So, yeah, I would have no doubt that Travis would have there. made yeah. the play and got it for sure because um, Travis is just that guy. Yeah, so maybe it was just a a freak thing, but. But that was pretty killer, you know, and again, you don't coach that out of Mahomes. You don't, you know, you don't beat him up for that just because, you know, that's on a normal day or whatever, those plays work more often than not. This goes back to, you know, let's, and I know everybody's kind of losing perspective or freaking out. It's a, we, it was a one score game at, at the end when time expired and the chiefs had four turnovers. The Chargers had none. So, 
the Chiefs played, like that was a D plus game, maybe a C, right? There were some good moments, right? The, the offense did okay. They put up 24 points and like all those things. Four turnovers, right? And, and it's not like they weren't moving the ball, right? Two of those turnovers, I think, came in the red zone um, and they were kind of like fluky things. Um, four turnovers and the Chiefs still had more yards. Um, they, they ran the ball better. They, so yeah, they had more total yards. They had pretty close, you know, everything else was, was pretty close other than the score and the turnovers. So um, it's, they were, they were better on third down. They had the higher time of possession. Um, they had fewer penalties. Like the Chiefs played an okay game, but it wasn't their best game, right? You take a lot of points off for that, for those, those turnovers. Turnovers will kill you. Um at the end of the day, the Chiefs are still who they are. And and so a team's going to have to bring their A-plus game, and the Chiefs are going to have to play down to that level a little bit. And I think that that happened. Again, no disrespect to the Chargers. They're a good team. And Justin Herbert's a, a you know young quarterback who's promising. But you have to bank on the Chiefs making some critical errors to even have a, a fighting chance. And even then, it's a one-score game, and the Chiefs took the lead at one point. right? Yeah. So those first two turnovers or those first three turnovers didn't really matter you know, no. and it was that again that freaky, um, just that one that one time that they're off, right? And that's that's sometimes all you need. I wouldn't panic. Teams still know that. Teams still know that you've got to come in, especially coming into Arrowhead, and you have to play flawless football. Yeah. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 no doubt about it. And it's just, it's one of those things that I think, I don't think anyone thinks the Chiefs are in trouble for sure after going one and two. It's just like there's so much stuff to clean up that we know that they can clean up. It's just a matter of, of if they can, can do it or not. Cause like you said, the offense, I mean, they were doing really well. Like Clyde had 100 yards on the ground. Um, Pat had 45 on the ground. And like they, we had 100, some 186 total rushing yards. So it's like we rushed really well. We, we passed really well. It's just ultimately it came down to the turnovers. And like you said, the big costly turnover at the end. Um, but I think another thing, and we've kind of talked mostly offense here so far, but one of the big 
big things uh, on the defensive side was the red zone because um, I forget what the final stat was, but I think there might have been 11 out of 12 completed passes in the red zone or 12 out of 13 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was a ridiculously bad number and it just proved over again that once the teams get into the red zone on the Chiefs, they're just, they're going to score. It's like almost automatic. And the Chiefs did, defense did really well when they weren't in the red zone. I, they came out, got a, a three and out. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, they stopped the Chargers on multiple drives and, and made those turnovers not really a factor. But um, ultimately, it's just that last, yeah, that last turnover and obviously them just not being able to get off the field. It's just one of those things that, uh, you got to clean it up. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the defense is uh, it's rough, and we've, we've talked about that a lot. I don't think we need to, to beat a, a dead horse. But we did mention at the top of the show that we sent our, our co-host, uh, Kyle, to go re retrieve some defensive linemen and some other people who can tackle, and we know he got stuck in traffic. Kyle, were you able to find any worthy defensive players while you were out now that you're back? Um, that depends. Does Willie Gay coming off IR hopefully this week count? Uh, you know what? We'll take it. We will take. Might it. be the best thing um, we can get. I'd I'd say I'd say probably not. Although that's probably why they went out and did what they did with Josh Gordon being available because mm -hmm. um there's not like defensive ends available just sitting out there on the market for you know five dollars and some some corn chips. No, uh, no bargain bin pass season. rushers. Yeah, no. So at this point, I I need we need the defense to start to gel together and get better now. Do I think having all of the defense on the field together at the same time will help? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You, missing Willie Gay, and we have been. Now, I'm not telling you he's a Band-Aid for it. At, at best, he's probably a, a one or two of the stitches you need to sew up a whole big old wound. Um, but he's definitely going to improve the linebacking core by simply doing one thing and one thing only. Ben Neiman comes off the field. <laughs> yes, that helps a lot. Now, that sounds bad. Like I'm banging on Ben and everybody's been, he's actually played pretty decently for what he's been asked to do at that position. Like it, it could be a hell of a lot worse. We've seen him be a hell of a lot worse. Go back and look last couple of years. It, it was worse when he was on the field. Um, your offense. And I'm going, you guys already kind of talked about this, but you cannot turn the ball over four times. You also cannot turn the ball over four times when you three of them, you should be scoring points. Mm -hmm. Two yeah. of them are in the red zone, and one was inside the thirty. That cannot happen. That's okay. just like the biggest killer, because like Tom has kind of said, like you know the Chiefs' defense made up for it because they didn't allow a score. But at the same time, it's like being up twenty-one to nothing is a lot better than than going into the second quarter zero-zero. Still, it's like we gave mm -hmm. them four extra possessions. Yeah, four. And not and only six points yeah exactly and not only is we gave them extra possession we took away scoring possessions because all on all yeah. four of the on all four of the drives like those were scoring yeah, drives he's getting a field goal yeah exactly so at that point and i look man i know the key fun thing to do on twitter is sit there and hang, hammer the defense the defense is the only reason that game wasn't 48 to 20 mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you can bang on the defense all you want they played really well how many rushing yards did the Chargers have, everybody? 77. How many did Eckler have? Uh, 55. 55, yeah. Correct. So the other part of that was Herbert and then Larry Roundtree getting blown up every time he touched the ball, which I felt bad for him. kind of but, saw yeah. three yards on four carries. <laughs> well, we saw, we saw some of the cornerbacks go down, and then you saw Mike Williams, you know, feast 
on that secondary. Yeah. Keenan Allen made some the communication problems catches. on the defense was atrocious. Yeah. It's almost to say the like least. you have guys outside on the edges that haven't played together before. Yeah, I mean, when you have DeAndre Baker and Mike Hughes on the field with with Charvarius Ward out. Yeah, you're gonna have some stuff that there's going to be growing pains. Also, there weren't that many growing pains. Yeah, some of the like two of those plays that ended up in, in scores for them. Just really well-thrown balls, and oh, by the way, that dude's Keenan Allen, and oh, by the way, that dude's Mike Williams. Yeah. Mike, Mike Williams, Williams gets no love in this season. Yeah. Mike he gets Williams no love in this monster. Mike Williams is a stud. 6'4", 218. Dude's yeah. a giant. And runs like a deer. Yes. 22 yards on the, seat, on the game for him. Yeah. Mike Williams is a very, very, very good wide receiver that very few people talk about. Yeah, and he has, he has the Chiefs number for sure. That's like one yeah. guy who, who knows how to play the Chiefs. when Keenan's healthy. I love Keenan Allen. I want him to stay on the damn field. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy, the Chargers are scary. You know why? They're healthy. Yeah. We said that um, all year. If they're healthy and they figure out the coaching side of it, which, hey, by the way, it looks like Brandon Staley might know what to do when you play the Chiefs. Hey, um, so when we played them as the Rams, and I know I think he wasn't quite there yet. His first year as a DC was last year, wasn't it, for the mm-hmm. Rams? Yeah. But I guarantee you, him and Sean McVay discussed – when you play Kansas City, you might as well just try to score as many points as you can because yep. they're going to score no matter what you do. And yeah. you, you saw it. Even when they turned the ball over four times. Yep. You still have a puncher's points. chance because you have Mahomes. And, yeah. and, they had a ball, and they had the ball with a chance. And they had another chance if the defense makes a stop on one of like three fourth downs. That's, it is what it is. But you cannot shoot yourself in a foot with a 12-gauge routinely and expect not to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. it's just a very frustrating game because by all accounts, the Chiefs played a pretty well game. It's just they shot themselves in the foot so many times it didn't, it didn't really matter. Everybody likes to pretend like, and, and I've seen this, well, everybody likes to pretend like Mahomes doesn't do anything wrong. Well, here, here's for the second week in a row, he has made a decision that I've never seen him really make before. Well, we were we talked about that a little bit. So the the pass to Travis at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, Travis was open. He had a step on his guy, but the ball sailed on him. And so uh, Garrett brought up, you know, it was very windy that day and it was off his back foot. But I think you do have to be a little bit smarter situationally. He had some space. Even if he took the sack there, he would have been okay. Yeah. Versus, and I know why he's trying to yeah. make that throw. And like I said, I'm not yeah. necessarily mad at that throw. It's not like last week where I was just like trying yeah, to do it's like you really can't make you really can't do that last week. Like, but exactly. this is one of those things so, that we, we talked about it. It's like you don't want to teach it out shut of up about him no looking the ball to Oh yeah. That it hit him in the <laughs> if it hits you in the hands and you're an NFL wide receiver, you have to catch the ball. And if well, you don't catch the ball you can't knock it up in the air 15 yards behind you so that a guy can run underneath it because there was nobody in screen with him except yeah. for the sky cam angle. Yeah. There like that was the other part of that, that interception, which not on Mahomes, right? It hit him in the hands, but also it wasn't like he was about to get hit. He wasn't no, about to get lit up. He, he was, was as alone. open as you're going to get stopped yeah. and stood there and caught it and then turned around and ran again. Yeah. There was a, so yeah, that's, that's that lack of chemistry. And, you know, you do stuff like that, and the team goes out and signs Josh Gordon on a Monday. Yeah, so, very reactionary. Uh, and when, when it's time to bring him to the active rock, roster, I have an idea of who might not be on the roster anymore. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. 
Yeah. And I and it sucks because he got one mistake. But guess what? When you're at the bottom of the roster like that, and this is and you're on this kind of a team, you only get one. Yeah. Uncle Dave can only hold on to you for so long. You guys are talking about Marcus Kemp. I'm not sure he's the odd man out, to be honest. I am talking about Marcus Kemp. Okay. And I who, who are we? Who are who are, you think is the odd to man? To be honest, Darius Fountain seems like the more likely guy who's the odd man I, out. I and understand I, that from him being an active. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't want to see it. To, I wouldn't want to see Darius Fountain, you know, that in that situation. But the fact remains that Marcus Kemp, you know, even though he had the one bad the bad play, obviously he's. I think he's still a lot more valuable to this team, and I don't think they're just going to cast him aside after Listen, after the that. The fact that Dave Tobe has the roster control, he does. Oh yeah, I mean I hate it for sure, but I'm just speaking realistically as the Chiefs. Like if I'm the Chiefs, like said, I'm looking at it, and the only two guys on this roster who I think would be replaced by Josh Gordon would either be Darius Fountain or Maurice Kemp or Marcus Kemp, and out of those two, which one adds more game day value? I don't know. We've yet to see them use Darius Fountain on game day. And honestly, mm-hmm. from a receiver perspective, I'm more curious to see what he has than Kemp. I get Kemp plays special teams and what that yeah. is is valuable and all that. But mm-hmm. he's a receiver on special teams. So usually that's like one of two or three positions. You Most dudes can be gunners. Like it's not. Most dudes can, but it's just a matter of if Darius Fountain can or not. And if he's going to be a better upgrade over Kemp. And you know, it's just one like of those said, things. It's, for, it's Uncle the Dave. Spot, I would rather see Fountain on the field than Kemp. Just oh, yeah, he, I think he provides more from an athletic profile. Mm-hmm. He provides more from some different things. Because Kemp is very much like Pringle or D-Rob to me, where he's just another one of the same chess pieces that are all... He's one of the... It's going to sound bad. He's one of the pawns because they all look exactly alike, and there's like seven of them. Like, yeah. they're all the same guy. And there's yeah. also a situation where no one actually loses their roster spot because he's getting signed to the practice squad so he could he just gonna he might get elevated a couple games and then there mm-hmm. might be a situation where a roster spot clears up after a couple weeks due to an injury or something on like how that well he handles his new scenario i think and yeah it's all going to come down to what how quickly he picks up what you, well you make a great point about the practice squad thing though this is different than in any year other than the last two yeah so they have the veteran practice squad exception where they can move a guy up some weeks yeah i so, think they can elevate him three games at least so. and here's the thing with him you say hey josh you'll get elevated if you keep your nose clean through this week yeah and then, like a three-week probationary period where if you're good you're straight nothing's a problem you're not on the active roster, but you're promoted to the active squad from the from the practice squad. For right, the, and then for there's the, another level of stipulation where, like, hey, now if you get through that, then all of a sudden you actually might get now a you're full on time. Now, yeah, now you're actually you're on signed the on the 53. Now yeah. you've got your contract. Now you're getting your game checks and everything. Every like, it's going to be exactly. Full on, and there could know. be a situation where there's a roster spot that clears up just to someone getting injured or Especially someone. Especially because I know. think with Willie Gay back, you can shrink the linebacking core. Yep, that is one area you could definitely shrink. I think. Um, and then mm-hmm. also, you know, depending on the offensive line situation and who comes back and, and everything like that, there might be some more moves there, but, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, I, I expect we haven't even remotely got about to this yet. Cause we still got some time to the trade line de- deadline. Yeah. Do not be surprised if an offensive lineman is moved in the trade deadline window, because people are forgetting that Kyle Long is sitting on the pup list or whatever right now. And Laurent Duvernay-Tardif has been not playing and non-active yeah, on the game day rosters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we still yeah, have two. Aware. We have two reserve starting guards on our roster. So just be aware there's there is a couple possibilities. There's if probably there's other a couple of guys. If becomes available yeah. from a team that needs offensive line help, don't be surprised. Yeah, Sir well, Durant got up to start for the Patriots already. So <laughs> shout out your Sir Durant. That's more out of necessity. Shout than out your Sir Durant getting the start let's, though. 
Let's talk I, about I, the I love, it. I love line, seeing him getting to learn in the NFL. Yeah. Let's talk about the offensive line though, because I think that there was also some. Let's just let's just be be honest about it. Lucas Yang, he looked like a rookie, but he was going against a top five pass rusher in the NFL, and he's going against the Bosa. Yeah, I mean yeah. Joey Bosa exposed not only Lucas Yang, but I mean Trey Smith didn't have a great game versus him either. He had Creed he actually had, one had a decent one. snap against. We had one bad snap against Joey. And it against was, Joey, but Trey didn't have the the best game overall. I th- I definitely saw him miss a couple more reps than than there usual. Was, but there was some stuff there, and I yeah, think it's partially it's because just, of how good a DC, DC Staley is. Yeah, exactly. I'm not worried yeah. about the offensive line at all after that game, personally. Yeah. So no, I, no, I, they I, didn't I, drop I, the ball. I wanted that to point that good. out. Like, and there were there were a lot of reps, um, like I guess with with Niang that he struggled, right? But they also. That that was a matchup they they targeted. He, he struggled, but he also didn't just get woofed clean to where it was like, oh god, Pat has no time, he's dead. Like there's there's a difference between losing and losing slowly. Now, would I like him to lose slower than he was losing to Bosa? Yes, absolutely. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna lose, at least make him take a bunch of time to beat you. No doubt. No doubt. And yeah. I think for a guy still getting his feet wet in the NFL. Putting up a performance where, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it definitely was. It had some moments where he got beat. But putting up at least a par performance is against that kind of a pass rusher, especially after the way they handled Miles Garrett for the most part in week one. And the Ravens' pass rush is pretty solid when in, as well. Like they, They're not world beaters, but they have a bunch of dudes that can do damage if, they, if you get beat, and they didn't get beat, so... Yeah, I, I'm not worried about the O line at all. I do agree that Niang probably had the rougher day. I Tooney got absolutely smoked on at least one play, if not two. Yeah, the one play Tooney that really made me mad about the offensive line was the screenplay, where not the screenplay for the touchdown, the screenplay where all three of them are looking around for someone to block and no one he blocks, and dude gets absolutely destroyed on the screenplay. Yeah, you can't have three guys out there all facing backwards at the quarterback, mm-hmm. look to see who's catching the ball instead of. At the guys that are on, like, that, yeah. I know they're probably there's a reason they're turned around looking there, but all three of you can't be turned around looking there because that dude, uh, I think, 49, what the mm-hmm. heck, Drew Tranquil, former Notre Dame safety, yeah, he was flying around, flash linebacker, I like that guy. flying through and blew up that screenplay. Yeah, I believe uh, Mitchell Schwartz said something about that play that he didn't want to uh, specifically get into why they were looking behind or something like that because for a scheme reason, but. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz did say that there was a reason to that. So. I assumed that there was a purpose to it, but yeah. it just seems like a dangerous idea to have none of the guys that are supposed to be blocking looking away from what they're blocking. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, this offensive line, it's still looking good. And Lucas Niang, like, from if you would have, you know, told someone uh, at the start of training camp that Lucas Niang would have been doing this good, I think a lot of people would have been Go very shocked. Go listen to podcast episodes from before training camp. Yeah, not well, a lot of people. Not a lot of people were optimistic for Niang. None of us. We. What was our biggest statement all offseason? The biggest question on this offensive line after tra- at training camp is yeah. Lucas Niang. Lucas Niang. Yeah, because not a lot of people even thought he would get the job over Remmers, and then Remmers gets hurt, and all of a sudden he's actually not looking too bad. So. Um, and then all of a sudden, Mike Remmers is now available for. Yeah, get him out. Ship away, because yep. that's a guy I think they could probably trade. Played one snap and that's all he needs to play. <laughs> that <Yeah>. one failed <laughs> trick play. Yeah, the uh, hey, shovel hey, pass to Mike Rimmers. He got his one one catch for minus two yards or whatever the hell it was. Yep, he contributed for sure. 
<laughs> you contribute to our our past game in some way. Um, but yeah, ultimately, just uh, overview of the Chargers game: the Chiefs dropped the ball and shot themselves in the foot, and I think it's going to look a lot better next week. And and I'm not taking it away from the Chargers. The Chargers made the plays they needed to win the game. Like that, you still have to go out and make those. Asante Samuel yeah. Jr. made an insane diving catch on that ball. Now, yeah. should have never been near him, but he he made a great play on it. Yeah, I mean the Chargers for for their credit, they didn't play a losing game. You know, that's just well, one of the things. This goes. We're gonna see this, and I don't know if you guys talked about it with the coaching side of things. Harbaugh and Staley now in consecutive weeks. Hey guys, we're going for it on four downs, pretty much consistently. So either mm-hmm. you make it a fourth and unmanageable. Or we're probably going to go for it until you prove that you can stop it. And we have to go for it because they score a ton of points. Like, this whole team's not taking the analytics side. I'm start, You're starting to see the shift, and we're going we're gonna to have to continue to combat it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to have to get in front of that before those things even happen. So and that, i got to ask, because I didn't hear Gay Rides and Josh Gordon takes, how does he fit for you guys? Josh Gordon? Cautiously I, optimistic. Yeah, cautiously optimistic for sure. I think there's a lot of upside, and there's not much downside. So it's kind of it's like, there's really is like a high, high upside, no risk. Um, you got to do something. To yeah. quote Stephen A. Smith, if he can just stay off the weed, well, we will be fine. Yeah. I think that's And I fun. really, it, we've signed guys in the past in the, in the, in the middle of the year that are free agents that were like, yeah, maybe this dude's really going to do something. Maybe he's got yeah. gas in the tank. We talked about Sean McCoy, Le'Veon Bell, even like Ty Law back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there's also some to the other side of that. Let's mm-hmm. not forget T. Sizzle came in at the end. Mr. Terrell Suggs I forget about came Terrell in Suggs. On the, as a waiver claim and did his job as a situational pass rusher on the, on that team. Yeah, and got got him a ring, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's actually I always do forget about so, Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs was a guy that they brought in late that made some made an impact on this team, and they've done it before mm-hmm. with well. Hell, yeah. Alex Smith was was used goods, and nobody wanted him when Andy Reid went and got him. But we don't yeah. talk about Alex Smith enough. Now that wasn't a waiver claim in the offseason, but that is another guy that was just castaway bit. Yeah. Apparently, he's pretty good at football. Crazily enough. Yeah, and I don't want to um, repeat myself too much from what I said earlier, but um, like you're kind of saying, like Josh Gordon, you know, it's it's one of those things where the locker room that we have in Kansas City, I'm not really too worried about him keeping his head on straight. Um, hopefully, now, he'll, he'll stay. The same thing about camp. We said this. They said the same thing about the Patriots when he went there and couldn't keep his head on straight. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure with the whole the whole uh, thing with his reinstatement and the the laws and all that. Because I think I was reading somewhere that he still does get tested for for marijuana and stuff like that, mm-hmm. even though they don't he even does test for that he anymore. He was already in the program before. If he wouldn't be a, they don't test for anybody that's new anymore. Right. So yeah. at this point, um, if he can stay like weed free for like 15, 16 weeks, yeah, maybe seventeen, and then. I don't care if the, whoever buys him a Christmas tree farm in the off season in Jamaica for him to go do whatever he needs to do in the off season. Like I really don't care. I just need you with, to stay on the field. Pick up with Kyle season. and Johnson Same. maybe afterwards. Yeah, just yeah. I just need you to stay on the field for this season. Yeah, that's it. And we talked about and it if earlier. He has, if he has any gas in the tank, if he's eighty percent or ninety percent of the receiver he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talked and about it like field, it's one of those things where. We're done talking about the, this team needing a second wide receiver. 
Yeah, and yeah. it's one of those things where we've talked about the contract year all the time, but this is like a contract year times four. Because like if he this if this doesn't work out, career. if this doesn't work this out here, career. then he's probably not getting another he's shot. Done. And we talked about that already a little more extensively, but yeah, it's uh, just all all signs are looking good for Josh Gordon. I think in Kansas City, I think it's probably the best situation he could have gone to to potentially revitalize his career. So. Um, we're just gonna mm-hmm. have to kind of wait and see uh, if it happens and and what their kind of plan for him is and if he can uh, make much of an impact onto this offense. But anyways, that was about it that we have for you today. We will be back uh, later this week with a preview for the Eagles game coming up. Um, hopefully the Chiefs don't drop another game and make Chiefs fans freak out even harder than they already have because. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys, it's a war zone out there, and you just gotta you just gotta duck and cover. And if you get into the wrong argument, I'm telling you, it's a it's a bad. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a long one. Literally, the Patriots teams that used to go one and two and two and three and whatever and start the season slow. Remember, Belichick's whole thing was they're not very good in September, so they can be good in October, November, and December, mm-hmm. January. That's when it counts, honestly. And we we hyped up Mahomes about being this great September quarterback, but. It doesn't even really matter, to be through, honest. We've yeah. gone through segments of downplay portions in every single one of the years. The problem was we had a six or seven game cushion before we did it. Yeah, so it's just yeah. starting in September now instead of yeah. going through that magical month of September what they that the homes usually had. The breathing room is gone. There's no more room for error. You need to start winning games. And games you're supposed to win have to happen. That starts in Philly for Andy's yeah. hopeful 100th win, and I hope I wasn't here. I'm sure you guys talked about it. Big hope for Andy Reid. Glad he's doing better. Hopefully yes. he's back with the team. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm not even going to address some of the stuff that I saw, but just know that if you're well, a person good. that's Then we don't got to address it, you know? Yeah. I, I think we should be a, a pro-positivity show from this point forward. Like, let's just leave all the negativity behind, man. All the trolls, all the annoying people who want to talk trash and say all these dumb things. Let's just not yeah. even bother addressing it, man. Certain Raider fans looking for clout. Yeah, because the thing is, is like, if you haven't realized already from being a Chiefs fan this season, like we are at the top of the mountain, and we when you're at the, the top, man, yes. yeah, like we, when you're at the top, people will want to come for you, and that's just part of being at the top. So Even we have to kind of enjoy your own it. Fan base. Yeah, yeah, just remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. just stay optimistic, Chiefs Kingdom. It's gonna get better. We still have Patrick long Mahomes. Long year. And yeah, by the way, football is still great. So at least we can all appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Kingdom Says Pod, and we will talk to you guys later this week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.